It's another episode of Talk of Champions right here on Roll Tide Pods. Thanks for being here. Give us a thumbs up, like, and subscribe while you're here. He's Tyler Watts, Crimson Tide Sports Analyst and also the owner of the Watts Agency. He'll tell us more about that in a second. Just before we talk about last week's game and looking ahead, just that logo right here. Look at it. Yeah, just Look at it. Stare at it. What do you what do you think of that logo? When you see that? Other, there's only one other logo out there that's worse. Yeah. So really, you just see that 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 orange and it it does something to you as a well, guy yeah, that wore kinda, the crimson. It kind of gives makes you boil your blood boil a little bit. Yep. It's that kind of week. Uh, some call it Alabama Hate Week. Tennessee. Uh, excuse me, Tennessee Hate Week, Alabama Hate Week on the other side of it as Tennessee comes to town and uh, cigars are on the line, a little bragging rights. It's a lot more interesting after what happened in Knoxville last week. We'll get into that and where Alabama stands right after Tyler Watts tells us about the Watts agency. Let's do it right now. Give us a call. Go check us out <laughs> online at tylerwattsinsurance.com. We're here to handle all of your home and auto insurance needs and would love an opportunity to talk to you. Or you can reach out to us. 205-822-5477. So last week, as we always do, we put last week aside and move forward. But last week, it just looked so good, 24-6. to 6. And really, I started to think about the Tennessee game, to be honest with you. And then here comes Arkansas getting back into the contest. Right. What went wrong? What, what changed from what Alabama did to get 24-6? to why did it end up 24-21? Well, in the broadcast, we were talking about this, and Coach Saban really spelled it out perfectly. It comes down to one play and that how that play affects the next several plays potentially. So you hold Arkansas to another three and out. They're about to punt the ball, but instead Jalen Key gets the face max penalty, which extends the drop, drop killer other way around. though. So now then they start getting things going. The running game starts picking up. They punch it in. Now all of a sudden it's an 11-point football game. And offensively, we really hadn't done a whole lot in the yeah. second half. Drive the football down the field. We have a third and two and have to settle for a field goal. Um, and instead of run the ball, we throw it incomplete. We settle for a field goal. So those two plays right there really kind of changed how that game was going. And we talked about it at the beginning is Arkansas is a team that, although they, their record was not particularly great, it was a one-possession game against LSU, against Ole Miss, and they even took Texas A&M late into the third quarter, early fourth quarter, where it was a one-possession game. So it wasn't a team that, that was just quitting and giving up, and no Sam Pittman team ever quits. They play hard. You give them a little bit of life, a little bit of hope, a little bit of belief that they can play with you and beat you, and they're going to do it. And that's what happened there in the fourth quarter. Offensively, we struggled. We couldn't get things going. Once again, the, in, the inconsistency in the passing game came back to hit us as we have open receivers, but you can't complete the passes, can't extend drives. They get something going. They score two touchdowns. All of a sudden, you're fighting for your life once again. Yeah, you uh, had three straight three and outs. And in some of that, it seemed like Jalen lost his accuracy. Um, we're throwing some high, throwing some behind, throwing some, some in front. Um, that was about the really the only time I saw him lose his accuracy all year long. I mean, he was, you know, he's had some bad interceptions, but he's been on target. For most of the year, so he, 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 miss, he lost it a little bit there. But, but he misses some open guys at the same time. And yeah. His mechanics aren't always consistent, which is where most people get into problems, is when you have that open receiver, you've got to be able to drill the ball in there. He, he struggles a little bit with the touch pass, and there were several occasions in that, you know, that 10 to 15, 20-yard range where you've got guys crossing the field that are open, and you can't find a way to drop it in there. But then at the same time, you're right. He'll turn around and throw an extremely accurate pass the very next one. But he struggles a little bit, and it's like 
you know, it's Chuck, Chuck Knobloch, the one from second base, got the yep. jips or whatever, and he can't, he can't complete that, that easy toss from second to first. And sometimes Jalen can't hit the wide open receiver because he starts thinking about it instead of just reacting and firing the ball in there. Yeah, show being brought to you in part today by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Remember, we've got our own promo code here. Uh, Talk20. Talk20 is the promo code. And you can get any of the great Manscaped products to keep you trim and groomed from head to toe, even below the belt. Uh, also, some great other uh, items there, like some moisturizers, deodorants. So check it all out. Manscaped.com and use the purchase to get 20% off. It is Talk20. Talk 20 gets you that 20% off with our friends at Manscaped, manscaped.com. Uh, in that contest, one thing I loved, I saw a couple of new running backs, so a little bit more time of uh, Jim Miller and company there. What did you think of all four running backs, but especially the two new guys that we had not seen, seen a lot of in a competitive situation? The, the, the two younger guys are extremely, extremely talented, and I think that next year, obviously, it's going to be their show. They're going to take the reins of this offense and you're really going to see what they can do. But they're, they're having to learn things right now. But to me, all these, are, all these running backs are kind of the same person. I mean, they're all the same build. They're all the same height, uh, run similar. But they're all pretty good. They're all pretty talented. But regardless of how good they are, you can take Jalen Wright and put it on this offense. And with the struggles that we sometimes have up front, it, it's the equalizer. That's kind of the difference maker. None of these guys are really able, able to overcome that. Well, I did like the way Jam looked like he was good, and you guys can comment in the chat. Um, it felt like he was good at getting to the edge. He had a little extra that got to the edge maybe that could be something we see down the road or maybe next year. You certainly hope so. That, that zone stretch play where it gives a lot of different options for the running back to do some different things. But all these guys are talented. That, that's the point. Is that They are all extremely talented. And I know everyone wants to see Justice Haynes in the, in the game and see what he can do because you see flashes of him late in the fourth quarter and, and mop-up duty. But, you know, all of them, they're, they're talented, but they're not, there's not a ton of difference in them. Yeah, this team coming to town, Tennessee, uh, it's a different defense this year than it was last year. They've and settled a different in. offense. Yeah, yeah and a different offense. That's obvious. We'll talk offense in a second. Let's talk about Tennessee's defense. Um, Why do you get to control what we talk about? Uh, because for once, you're not the quarterback. That's true. Yeah, right? That's true. How, how, how good of a teammate can you be here? You're the Seth McLaughlin. You're going to control when the snap is, <laughs> is thrown back, huh? So, so tell me, though, this, this Tennessee defense all of a sudden, um, we'll talk pass rush in a second, but run defense, they're pretty dang good at that, too. I mean, Alabama's got to establish the run. It hasn't been something they've been easy to do this year. When you start looking at yards given up, uh, scoring defense, and things of that nature, Tennessee is right there with Alabama. They're within a few spots nationally on just about every stat line. So they're not a sift anymore. You know, years past, it was one where when Josh Heupel first got there, we're going to have to figure out a way to score 30, 40 points because that's the only way we can win, a lot like what LSU's having to do right now. But now, man, they, they have. They've turned into old-school, blue-collar, you ain't going to run the ball on us, good luck throwing it because then we're going to pin our ears back and get after you type of defense. And it's showing. It's showing. They win an ugly game last week versus Texas A&M, who Alabama struggled with all day long running the football against them. And I know we're not talking about offense, but even defensively, I would have thought A&M would have been able to pound the ball more effectively than what they did. But they couldn't. They yeah. could not run the ball on them. Had a couple big plays in the passing game. But they really force you to become one-dimensional, and they want you to become one-dimensional. And then when Alabama's throwing, their two edge rusher, rushers, including I think it's James Pierce, 
has, has just yeah. been dynamic. It's going to be another situation where pass protection is going to be premium for Alabama, and it's been, not been the strong strong part. It's so funny because offensively and defensively, these two teams are so similar. Yeah. Strong defenses struggle to find their identity offensively and, and really need to win low-scoring games. Um, but this defensive unit, you're right, uh, Tyler Barron, he's the guy that really sticks out, number nine for Tennessee in my opinion. He gets off the ball quick. He's got a good inside move, puts a lot of pressure, and that's a real concern, I think, with Alabama's tackles is guys who have multiple moves on the edge, when they know it's a pass, what they're able to do. So for both of these offenses, staying on schedule, staying ahead of the chains, keeping it second and medium, third and short is going to be crucial because when you allow these opposing defenses to tee off on you, it's going to be a long day. Um, I asked Roman Harper um, of the SEC Network, former Alabama great, um, when he watches the Alabama tape, is, is the offensive line to blame for the most of the most of the sacks? Is it the receivers' routes? Is it Jalen Milrow? And obviously, the, it's spread all over. But he did talk about Jalen sometimes holding onto the ball a little, a little bit longer. Do you see that as you watch yeah, the game? We, we charted it last week, and, and of the four or five sacks that that took place, offensive line was probably responsible for two or three of them. And Jalen was definitely responsible for two or three of them himself because he'll either get a receiver that comes open and he doesn't see him, or he'll hold on to the ball, stay in the pocket too long versus trying to get out of there, or he'll just hold on the ball and not throw it away. Right. Which is a big thing. You stay in the pocket all day long if you want to. As long as when you start to feel that pressure, you know where your check down is, you know where your receivers are, and you can dump the ball even if it's incomplete. He's not doing that right now. And as a result, we're averaging over five sacks a game, which is not good. That puts us behind the chains, and now all of a sudden we have to become an explosive offense to be able to get back on schedule. And you just can't you can't live like that like that way. It's just it's a struggle. It's not a good recipe for success. Let's talk about Alabama's defense and Tennessee's uh, offense. After I tell you about our great friends at MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, an opportunity for you to get in the game. Uh, let's do a combo here. At Lance'sLock.com. You can go get Lance's great plays. Play, you can get a membership for daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, however you want to do it, lanceslock.com. And once you've got your mind, your plays, you got Lance's plays there, then you can jump on mybookie.ag, get a 110% deposit bonus, a 110% deposit bonus when you use the promo code next round. The promo code is next round. That will uh, take you to mybookie.ag, 110% deposit bonus, and enjoy the games this weekend. One of those being Alabama, uh, a sizable favor, still single digits, but a sizable favorite around eight and a half really? against Tennessee this weekend at mybookie.ag. Wow, and I know there's a lot of people going, are either of these offenses going to score eight points? Yeah. Um, it, it, this is this is a game that I think if Alabama, both, both teams play their A game, I think Alabama can win and should win. I, I really do. I think that we possess more, more uh, talent across the board. I think our defense is a little bit better. And they're kind of struggling. At the same time, though, the caveat to all this is every single year, that one team that has one outlier as far statistically of how they play, they always seem to buck that when they play Alabama. Think yeah. about Texas. They can't throw the deep ball. Can't complete a single deep pass. Well, two years in a row they have against us, haven't they? Right. And that's been a difference maker. And then they go right back to struggling doing it. Tennessee struggles in the red zone. They're not particularly great. They can run the ball down the field, but then they struggle and they bog down in the red zone. Are they going to have success and be able to find a way to put seven on the board instead of three? These are things that you hope don't happen, but sometimes when you're playing a good opponent, 
they got you circled and they want to play their best. Yeah, uh, they're, they're running back coming off a 136-yard game, I believe it was, against Texas A&M. Um, so he can get after running the football. And then there's the threat of Joe Milton running the football. And, and how do you attack that dual threat of the running attack? Well, you really hadn't had to be super concerned with it this year across the board like some, maybe in years past because they have because 231 yards per game is what they're averaging rushing. So they're able to pick up three, four, five yards running the ball in first and second down and get third and short situations. So they're not really backed up, which opens up their op- opportunities offensively with the play calling. If you can remove that, though, then you do have to be concerned about Joe Milton in third and long. He wants to throw the ball down the field, and you hope he throws it 15 rows up into the stands because there's a good chance that he will. That's he's right. not very accurate. Throws a lot of balls high, but he's got a strong arm. But his ability, his mobility can also hurt you if you're not careful. I don't think that necessarily Alabama spies him. I think it's more important to, to muck up the, the look in the secondary, make him read coverage, make him throw an accurate pass. But at the same time, you have to be disciplined, just like last week, disciplined in your rush lanes. And when you get to him, first guy gets to him, and then you got to have help because he's strong. And he has the ability to get away from it, but you can't allow him to get into open field. He can really hurt you. Uh, Josh Heupel, who ran so much tempo against Alabama last year, didn't, doesn't seem to be running it as fast as they did last year. The tempo is still there. That's, it'll always be there. But they're not running at the same pace they were running last year. No, and, and especially versus us, they found some matchups. They wanted to keep our guys on the field, and they knew as long as they didn't rotate out, we had no adjustments that we could make. But once again, when they get to rolling, they're going to get up on the field, on, on the line of scrimmage, and at least make you line up and not, ro- not rotate fresh guys in there. They want to keep you on your heels. But if you can stymie them on first, second down, keep them to a one yard or less in their rushing game, that really throws them off track. Yeah, we always tell you great gear you can get with our friends at Roback, Roback.com. Promo code TNR20 there, uh, 20% off your first purchase there, Roback.com, Roback.com. Perfect for the golfer out there. We just got some great uh, pants, some slacks. You can wear them business casual to work, wear them to church, wear them on the golf course from our friends at Roback. Roback.com, TNR20, 20% off there. So we're getting ready for this big contest. When I, when I say Josh Heupel and his offense, what do you think of? Uh, because apparently he's one of the world's best at, at getting receivers open. Yeah. You think pace of play, and you think we're going to stretch the ball vertically. We're going to push the ball down the field 15, 20 times, and if we hit four or five of them, we got 28, 35 points. That's what you normally think, and I think that from an Alabama standpoint, that's because we've seen it the last two years. Last year we saw it over and over and over, but even the year before, the pace of play got our guys out of position where communication wasn't taking place, and they took advantage of it. That's what you think of. This year's different, though. And he has adjusted to his talent and done a nice job of that, protecting his defense, allowing the strength of his, of his team, the defensive unit, to not be out on the field every two and a half minutes having to get back out there. He's playing complementary football. He knows he can run the football. He can control field position, control the time of possession, and he's, and he's doing that. He's not trying to force a square peg into a round hole. Uh, big game for the defensive line again, so you don't, if you don't have to bring extra people, Borg B continues to play great, and that whole defensive line has been just yeah. a pleasant surprise this year. And Tim Keenan was a guy that we really spotlighted last week, and he played outstanding as well. He's come on strong. Uh, keep waiting for Jaheim Otis to really be a difference maker. We call his name a lot. He's always around the ball. And a lot of times, to his, to his, his credit, in his defense, rather, he's taking on double teams. So That's he's, he's allowing yeah. uh, you know, Deont- Deontay Lawson and Trez Marshall to kind of run free and be able to make those tackles. But, yeah, this... The front four, front five, and we're rotating a lot of guys in there. 
they got to play well. Okay, I want to pick his brain about just the rivalry and the atmospheres of these things after he tells us about the Watts Agency again. We're going to do it again. For all your home and auto insurance needs as well as small business, this is a just a, a crazy time right now. A lot of people are, are losing, insurance companies rather, are losing money, and as a result, your rates are going up. So give us a call at 205-822-5477 and let us shop the market for you. If I asked you how often do you think about the Roman Empire? In the course of a day or a week, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Uh, very, very rarely. Very rarely. How, how often do the you Roman think the Roman Harper Empire? Or just the <laughs> just the Roman Empire. Okay. How often do you think about the Tennessee loss last year? Does it ever pop up in your mind? Yeah, I think about it. Yeah. You, you think about a, you know, what fifteen, sixteen penalties that that cost you opportunity, several drop passes. Um, you think about Gibbs. That ball's a yard higher he scores a touchdown in the fourth quarter which game's over or you know will reichard who's mr automatic misses a field goal not to mention the driving the length of the field 80 yards in what 30 seconds for tennessee yeah. on two big plays so yeah i mean i kind of remember one or two things about it yeah the late flag comes out on one what looked to be an interception and it was thrown from the sideline it wasn't even real and then the 15 a 15-year win streak's over with. They rush the field. They smoke the cigars, uh, smoke haze hanging over the field. All the fans have lit them up right there on the Nayland Stadium or Neyland Stadium. Here they come back to Brian Denny this weekend. And, and they so, think they can beat us again. Yeah. That's and you know what? They can. I think they have a good enough unit. If they play well and we don't play particularly well or, or we get lackadaisical, which we are capable of doing on certain quarters, take a couple series off, it could, it could spell a long day for Alabama, especially if they get that running game working. Uh, if they control the line of scrimmage, it's, it's going to be tough. What's your memory of the Alabama-Tennessee rivalry? Your uh, games. Tell me about your games. Getting my brains beat in in 1999 because I wasn't prepared and because they were really, really good. And uh, having an opportunity to come in and, and help because Andrew Zhao had hurt his ankle. And instead, because I played poorly and I wasn't prepared, they put a 50% Andrew back in the game to finish it out because he was a better option at the time. So that was a learning moment for me. Never right. happened again. And then, in, um, obviously, my senior year in 2002, when we finally broke a seven-year streak that Tennessee had on us. Yeah, that was a big one. And the haze in the locker room from the cigar what was that like? Did you smoke it? Did you smoke it? Light it up and smoke every, everyone, it? Everyone put it up their lips and took a couple puffs and realized how awful they were and put it out. Yeah. So did you did you save that cigar somewhere? Yes. Is it in a Ziploc bag and somewhere? I can imagine how nasty looking and smelling that thing is, but I wrapped it up in cellophane and it's in my room somewhere. Yeah. It's in your room somewhere. Back at the house, my parents. At your parents' my old house. bedroom. Um, it, it it means something. You know, we talk about it these, means something. These rivalry, Let me tell you how much it these, means. We talk about these rivalry games sometimes, and with the future of the conference and doing away with some of these annual rivalries. And people always that aren't part of the Alabama-Tennessee families, they always, obviously, Alabama-Auburn. And then after that, they're like, you know, I'd rather keep Alabama-LSU than I would Alabama-Tennessee. This one means something for, for a lot of people for a long, long time. Yeah. Look, going to Baton Rouge is cool, but playing against Tennessee is the best, in my opinion. Now, I'm a little bit older, and I think the older you get, the more this game means to us than it does some of the younger guys. But I, there is a generation that is coming up my daughter, who turns 12 this year in November, has asked me 1,500 times over the last month, are you going to let me smoke a cigar? Are you going to let me smoke a cigar? I said, well, baby, that's kind of contingent upon a couple things. Yes. A, you're not going to smoke it, but I will get you one and let you take a picture with it in your mouth. 
But we got to win. Got to win. We got to win. Got to win. So even the younger ones, though, they've caught on and they know the importance of it, or maybe they just think it'd be cool to have a cigar. Well, it's for the Instagram. It's for the Grant man. You you need to picture holding it, holding it. All right, Tennessee week. 2.30 2.30 right there. You can listen to this guy on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Uh, don't forget the Watts Agency. Fantastic right there uh, to help you with all your insurance needs. Our friends at Manscaped, manscaped.com. That promo code is TALK20 there, TALK20. Uh, mybookie.ag. That promo code is next round. And Roback.com, that promo code is TNR20. All trying to help you save money here with the Talk of Champions. All right. Hopefully you'll smell like cigar when you come in. That next would week. be outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, save me. I'm gonna, I'll come, be I'm gonna come in here and smoke one, and we're gonna make the fire make, alarms. We go do off. have them. They're all over the place. Um, I'll see you at the game. So uh, bring an extra cigar. I never bring one. So I don't either. My brother went and bought the cheapest ones, and mm-hmm. apparently they make them even cheaper than the little ones with plastic tips on. Swisher Sweets is the is that the, is the cheap? Is that as low as you can go? I don't know if it's as low as you can go, but that's what we used to. Do back at Thompson back in the day when we'd beat Pelham all the time and everything. You were the first quarterback to ever beat Thompson. That's not you? true. It was not? That's you never not beat true. Thompson? Uh, Michael Proctor beat Thompson. Yeah. I'm, I was probably the first quarterback to never lose to Thompson. Yeah. Oh, so you never lost no, to Thompson? No, I never lost to Thompson. So Michael Proctor was a quarterback? No, he was a kicker. Kicker? We, he was pretty good. Was he on your team or No, he's older. He's older. He finished in like 92. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I remember that. Took a while for you guys to beat us. That is the talk of champions. Uh, Rob, they even play that game anymore? They don't. Yeah. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. <laughs> it's got it's got a little out of whack. Uh, they play this one though, Tennessee and Alabama. We'll talk to you next week on the Talk of Champions.